Well, how many, uh, how awesome was that Sunday with all the people that were prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Man, it was awesome. Awesome. And, and I, I encourage you, if you were here on Sunday and you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to really practice it. To practice praying in tongues. And if, if you weren't here Sunday and you say, what are you even talking about? You go on our website uh, at least by the first of next week and you can hear that message and listen to what we talked about. But we did a series on Holy Spirit the help and how vitally important it is that we realize individually that we need help. I don't care who you are, I care what you've ever done, you need help. And, and we were created to live and operate that way. We were not created to do things on our own. We were created to learn and glean and receive the guidance and the direction from the person of the Holy Spirit to accomplish the tasks that we have in the earth. And the way we activate Him operating in our life, He's, if you're born again, you, you must first be born again, and once you're born again, you activate the Holy Spirit through the baptism of the Holy Spirit and being able to pray in other tongues. And when, when you do that, and you realize that it's a real thing, it's not some kooky, weird, funky thing, but it's a real thing because God said it is, then you begin to activate Him and, and you raise the awareness of the Holy Spirit operating in your life and He's there for you to help you in everything that you need to do. If you're a mother raising children, you weren't created to raise your children on your own. And I'm not just talking about with a husband. You're created to, to have a helper teach you how. The Holy Spirit doesn't want to raise your children. He doesn't want to raise your children. He wants you to raise them, but He wants you to allow Him to help you. Right? I'm just using that, as a, that one thing as an example. We use many other examples in the series. But, but God wants you to draw from Him. And I tell you, it's a, you know, I, I don't know where I... My wife and I, our lives would be today without the person of the Holy Spirit and the help that He has been to us. And so we continue to teach that revelation, and, and we did Sunday, and I was just really pleased with the way things went and, and the flow, and, and you know, I've, I've been in a lot of different services in the past where, you know, there, there just wasn't a flow when it came time to pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying ever, but there just there more times than not, there wasn't a flow. And I, and I want to see a flow. I want it to be real so that people can partake of it, not just, not just remember some experience that really didn't work, but, but a time when something started and it changed their life in the future. Because what matters is how your life changes. Amen? Vitally important. Um, so... On Wednesday night, last week, we finished our foundation series. And I, I tell you, I really encourage you, if you, uh, if you were even, even if you were in all of those services where we taught on foundation 11 weeks, I would really encourage you to go to the website, Gates of the City, and go to podcast and go to iTunes and type in Gates of the City. And there's, there's messages in there back to 2009, and they're free. You can either listen to them or download them, but the series 
that we did on foundation that ended last Wednesday. I'd really encourage you. Everybody needs a strong foundation. No matter how strong your foundation is or you think it is, it's not as strong as it needs to be for the future. Because what's out in the future, you don't know. Holy Ghost knows. But you need foundational truths to be able to handle whatever comes down the road. And, and that's why we need to be reminded of them. And, I, and I'd really encourage you to go and listen to those messages on foundation because they'll be a huge blessing. So tonight, and uh, for a couple of services, we're going to talk about two different things and really ha- have a message around what this topic is and this information uh, that I want you to know about and that we've talked a little bit about, that we've cast vision this year in, in our vision nights uh, in regards to. And, and the first thing is uh, our connect groups that, that at a further date uh, be watching for the announcements of the dates for these connect groups to start. But we're going to talk about what these are going to look like and why we're doing them in our, in our body. And title of my message tonight is Relationships. 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 On the ship of relation. And how important it is. There's some pretty interesting verses of Scripture that we're going to look at uh, in regards to that tonight. But I just want to give you a little bit of review, and you can take notes on this, but some of you will remember hearing some of this stuff because we've continually talked about it this year as we've cast vision for this year, 2013. And um, one of the things at the beginning of this year, and we've talked about multiple times through the year, is that a common thread flowing through this year uh, in everything that we've taught, two things that, that are a common thread Number one, the great commandment to love God and love people. Love God and love people. The great commandment was to love God and love your neighbors you love yourself. And I'm just defining it as loving God and loving people. <clears throat> loving God and loving people. And the second thing is the great commission to make disciples. Everybody say great. What does that mean? Something bigger than just good, right? The good commandment. Well, there's some good commandments, and then there's a great commandment. Love God, love people, right? There's some good commissions. There's some other types of commissions, but the great commission is make disciples. So what that says to me is what's more important to God than anything else is that we love Him and love people and that we make disciples, not of ourselves, but make disciples of people after Him. And I think, I think that when Jesus left, and, and the Great Commission was the last thing He left them with, I think He was serious about all of humanity being involved of, of making disciples of Christ, of Jesus, who He is. Making disciples of the anointing, the, the, the thing that was on and in Jesus that made him make a difference in the world is the same anointing that is on and in us through the Holy Spirit so that we 
live and make, make a difference and become the difference in the earth. Not waiting for somebody else, not waiting for the government, not waiting for you know, this group or that group, but that the difference that's in you get out of you and get out in the community and in the world and, and affect the lives of other people. That's what we've been created to do. You're not here just existing on planet earth to work a job and have a career. You're here to make a difference. We were put on this planet for a purpose. Most people have no understanding because most people have pride in, in the knowledge they have of specific things or the trades they have or the school they've gone to or these kind of things. Most people have pride in that and have no understanding or very little understanding of who God is. You know, you line up a thousand people in the city of Kerrville and you ask them if they know God, and I'm telling you a thousand people are going to tell you that they know who God is. But it's one thing to meet Him, and it's another thing to know Him, right? If I didn't know Isabel, and I know Isabel, but if I didn't know her for the first time and I met her and shook hands with her, it's one thing to meet somebody, but you don't know them. And there's a lot of people that have shook hands with God, but they don't know Him. And the only way to know Him is through this revealed by the Holy Spirit, right? And the Holy Spirit is really concerned about us, number one, having relationship with God, but then having relationship with people. Um, Look at this verse. Look at this verse before I go on, and it's 1 John 4, and verse 20. Um, I, I'm going to read this, but can see if you can give me the message translation on this. See if, if, that's, if that's hard to do, if you can give me the message on this. But, but I'm going to read it first in the New King James. If someone says, I love God, and he hates his brother, he's a liar. Man, that's really strong. For he, for he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he's not seen? And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Do you get the message up there? you can't get that that's that's fine you got it yeah if anyone boasts i love god and does and and goes right on hating his brother's sister thinking nothing of it he's a liar if he won't love the person he can see how can he love the god he can't see next verse verse 21 the command we have from christ is blunt Look at this. Loving God includes loving people. You've got to love both. Man, that's a really good statement. Loving God includes loving people. Why? Because people weren't created after the tadpole or the big ape at the zoo. I know some guys that look like apes, you know. 
But we weren't, we weren't created in that class, not after the fish or the animals or none, none, none of that. We were created in the God class. I'm going to say it again to you. We were created like God. My children were created like me. We were created like God. And we gotta, we gotta, we've got to settle that. We've got to embrace that. And then we've got to realize that every human being on planet Earth was created the same exact way. Whether they were, whether they were, whether today they're saved or they're not saved. There is two classifications or two race of people in the earth. Two. Saved and unsaved. Not color of skin, not where you were born or, or whatever. But there's two classifications of people based on what the Word says. Those who have made the choice to get born again and those that haven't. Some people believe that. Some people don't. Some people believe all roads lead to God. And, you know, we get to heaven and they all lead to God, whatever. But that's not what it tells us here. So I, I'm choosing to believe this and i got to follow that thing. But you don't have to wear people out with them and shut them up and, you know, be ugly to them and, 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 and have attitude towards people. Somebody asks you, tell them, show them, you know. Know what you believe about it. But that's not the major issue. All people were created in the image of God whether they've accepted Him or not. And, and the great commandment is to love God and love people. So to love God, can you put that back up there? How's that said? To verse 21. Go to the next one. Loving God, I just like the way those words are in that, in that translation. Loving God includes loving people. You can't separate them. You can't say you love God and, and hate your neighbor. Because the word brother there doesn't mean your blood brother. It, it, I mean, it includes him, but it, it doesn't just single out your blood brother. Or sister, talking about humanity, people. So, to love God, what's included in that is loving people. I'll tell you this, when, when you can love people that are not kind, it's because you're loving God, and you're spending time, and you're developing relationship with God, and things are changing, and, and, and you're making a difference. How many in here, you don't have to raise your hand when I ask you this question, but how many in here would say you have difficulty developing relationship with people that don't think like you? Well, I, I'm just going to help you out, okay? You have judgments toward other people. Because they don't think or look or whatever like you. Every, everybody sitting in here has judgments of somebody. You may not, you may not think that you do, but, but you're, you, you've got some form of a, of a standoffish position around certain groups of people because they're not like you. Now, some of you are working on it. Okay, we, we're working through those kind of things, yeah. But everybody's got some of it because it, it, it was ingrained in us because we were born into a system that wasn't like God. 
born into a world system, a way of thinking that doesn't think like God himself. See, it's easier, you know, and Jesus said, if you go read all of Luke 6, it'll, it'll really challenge your life. I used to skip it. <clears throat> but it tells you in Luke 6 to uh, certain statements like this are made. Well, what does it profit you if you're good to people that are good to you? It doesn't profit you because there's no faith involved. See, it's faith that pleases God. What does it profit you if, if, if you just hang out with certain people? What, what would it do for you if, uh, you went down to the local nursing home? Let's say you're way younger. You're between 20 and 50. And you went to the local nursing home and just went down there and, you know, Looked for somebody to be a friend to. What would happen with that? Well, you know, Pastor, I just don't, I don't have time for things like that, and I don't know what to say. I mean, you know, those the people in there, they're not, most of them aren't well, or they're a whole lot older than me. They don't think like me, you know. But, but what, would, what if God told you to do that? Most people couldn't hear God tell them to do something like that because they've got a judgment towards that. When I was 20 years old, Older people were older people, <laughs> you know, and I was never going to be older. I was going to be 20 for the rest of my life, and I thought like that. Oh, yeah, and I thought like that, and, and today I realize that, that younger people, they think that they're going to be that way for the rest of their life. They're going to be young for the rest of their life. But what God wants is He wants all the different age groups. He wants us challenging ourselves to connect with different age groups of people to be able to glean from what they have and then offer what you have. Because really it's kind of boring when you're just around people that like just what you like and they know, yeah, and it's almost like, it's almost like you, you know exactly what they're going to say before they say it because you think the same way. What would happen if you got around people that thought differently? I love to sit around and talk to Pops. He got, some, he got a bunch of stories. I love to sit around and listen to some of his stories when he was in World War II and, and, and the fighting and things that went on and, and what he and a lot of his comrades did to, to give us freedom that we have today. I love to sit and listen and talk to him about those kind of things. I haven't done it in a while, and I need to go have lunch with him and, and do that. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> no. but, but you know what I'm saying I, 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 but I didn't, use, I didn't always like to do things like that it, it wasn't that I didn't like the people I just, you know, that, that didn't fit with me because of my age, we've got to learn to break out of that here in this church that's what we're doing, we're, gonna, we're working at that and that's what these connect groups are going to be about not just connecting with, with the people that you want to do and just, just something you like, you know because I'm going to give you a challenge on some of the topics that we're going to have in connect groups and challenge you to you know, not just do the thing you like you know, maybe for a while, these aren't going to be connect groups, you know, for eternity. You know, they're going to be for a few months, and then you switch and do something else. So be challenged to do some things in these groups to get to know other people, because what we're about is relationship. We're about loving God and loving people and making disciples of people. That's what we're about. Amen? So 
and, I, and I've kind of said a little bit of this, but, but and, and this is something that we cast in our vision night, and we've talked a little bit about it, but, but three starting points in, in relationships with people. Number one, relationship with Jesus, with non-believers, and with believers. Because there has to be There has to be a starting place in your thinking, and and a lot of times we come short in that starting place, but you've you've got to be developing relationship with Jesus, but not just with believers, but also with non-believers. And and you don't want to spend all your quality time with non-believers, because non-believers' thinking will sometimes contaminate what you have. You want to spend all your time there, but you can't just be with people of the house and not have any connection with the world because the world needs what you have. Jesus said that. Second thing is, is our commitment and consistency, as I was just saying earlier, to go after all kinds of people, all races, all ages, all ethnic groups, everything, that we go after all types of people. We're not after just one group of people. We want all types, all shapes, all colors, all everything. We want people because everybody's been created in the image of God, right? And to love God, as the Scripture said, you have to love people also. Loving God and loving people go together. You can't separate the two. And then the third thing, as you know, we've already mentioned and said this several times, um, developing everything around discipleship. Why? Because disciples make disciples. Hmm? Ducks make ducks, right? And disciples make disciples. So, if the two great things that are important to God in Scripture is the great commandment, great commission, then we got to ask ourselves the question, how much time are we spending in those two great things? Ah, you know, I'm doing this and doing that and doing this and doing that, doing this and doing that. Not that those things aren't important. But I don't know about you, but I need to be doing the great things first. We've got to put great above just good. And if he said these are great, then we've got to be busy about them. Loving God, loving people, making disciples. And we do that through developing relationships. And as we've said all year, we're doing that by going after the one, seeing somebody as the one, the 99 and one revelation, leaving the comfort zone of where you've been and going after one, just thinking about somebody in your life and what your life could do to make a difference in theirs. Well, but you know, I'm not all around all those kind of, no, no, it doesn't matter who it is. Remember, we're after all kinds, all shapes, all sizes, all ethnic groups, everything. It doesn't matter. There's somebody somewhere that needs what you have. And as we've said throughout the year so far, you, you, most people, most people, if you preach at them, you'll run them off. See, that's why the Great Commission and the Great Commandment had nothing to do with preaching. Don't preach at people. Love them. Right? Make disciples of them. And, and, and how do you make disciples of other people? You becoming a disciple. You having foundation. You establishing inside of you who you are in God. And then what happens is the love that God is comes out of you and you just love other people. 
in spite of your differences, your issues, the things that you have against one another. You say, yeah, but you know, you, you, you don't know some of these people in my life and you don't know this person and that. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, you know, leave here tonight and go jump back into all kinds of different relationships with everybody in the world. I'm not saying that. But the more we learn how to hear the voice of God, He's going to teach us how and who to connect ourselves with and who to be there for in the lives of other people. There's a lot of people that need you, and, and you don't even know it. Because of the judgments that we have towards other people in the back of our mind, we think that other people can't receive from us when really they can if you just step out in faith and begin to love them. Yepperee. So going for the one, developing relationship and building foundations are the things not that we're trying to do, that's what we're doing. We're doing. We're establishing those those truths in in, in what we're doing here. Um, so I, I want to read this definition to you of the word connect. This is just out of the Merriam-Webster dictionary. But to connect is to join or fasten together, usually by something intervening. To join or fasten together usually by something intervening. To join together or to fasten. And then there's tools that will intervene to help that along. There's certain tools that God will use in these connect groups are, are the tools, but in the connect groups are you. And you're the tool that God will use to fasten and connect people and bring people together in, in the bond of unity and, and, and oneness as we develop relationship, as you just love people. Another really good definition, which is just really, really simple, is to place or establish in relationship. To connect is to place or establish in relationship, and that's what we're doing. To place or establish in relationship. That's what these connect groups that we're establishing that you're going to be a part of and that you're going to connect with other people, and I'm going to explain just in a few minutes what those are going to look like. That's what they're here to do, to place and establish in relationship. I really like that. Psalm 80, uh, no, Psalm 68 Psalm 68 and verse 6. We read this in our vision night. I read it a couple of different times. I'm reminding you of this. Psalm 68 and 6 says, God sets... What did I say? Verse 6, yeah. God sets the solitary in families... God sets the solitary, those who are by themselves, those who are set apart. He sets them in families. And the church life and the church world is a family. And God sets people in families. And, and the rest of the verse says, and he, and, and, and he prospers them. 
You prosper when you're set in a family. We have to see ourselves. We all have individual families, but the church is a family. And God sets in families the solitary and, 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 and establishes people in places like this. But you get established through relationship. And let me read to you a couple of verses. I read to you the, the 1 John 4 20 and 21, but look at Matthew 22 and verse 36. If you have your Bible with you, you can turn there or look on the screen. Matthew 22 and verse 36. And man, I tell you, Jesus had some hard people that he taught. Man, man, he taught, man, they, they, they were after him. I mean, they were, they were up all night, some of them 24 hours a day, studying to, to, to trip him up. <laughs> but they underestimated the anointing. <laughs> and every time they tried to trip him up, he had something better. <laughs> and see, same spirit that was in him is in you. See, and, and so we've got to be confident in the Holy Spirit as 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 we're walking out some of these things that, he, that God is preparing us for. But he says here, they said to him, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it, the first commandment, but then the second's just like the first one. You love your neighbor as yourself. So you see, you can't separating. You can't separate loving God and loving people. You can't say you love God and hate your brother. So you always have to constantly be working on what is my heart attitude toward other people no matter what they've done to you. It's tough. Listen, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Right? But it takes faith to do that. No matter what anybody is, what is your attitude? And as we deal with that, watch what he says happens here. He said, on these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. In other words, everything else in here, everything else in here hangs on those two commandments. I would say that's pretty great, right? Great commandment. Love God, love people. Everything, everything hinges. Everything in here hinges on those two commandments, and you can't separate them. So you love God, and you develop your relationship with God, but in the same moment, you're practicing your attitude toward people. And anything, anything, listen to me, this is what this says. This is why this relationship thing is so vitally important. This is what this says. You can be standing on a truth in here and have ought toward someone else, and the truth is hindered. I've been believing for prosperity. I've been believing for healing. I've been believing for this thing in my life. But yet, we don't deal with the attitude of our heart. In fact, you go back and read this, but Mark 11, verse 24 and 5 says, if you don't forgive, Jesus said, my Father in heaven can't forgive. 
if you don't choose to forgive others. So vitally important. Everything in this book rests and hinges and hangs on these two commandments. You love God, you love people. And you can't separate the two of them. Yay. So, um, Ephesians 4, and we'll end with this verse here. I have a few things I want to say about these groups, but I'll end with this scripture right here. Ephesians 4 and verse... And verse 10. He who descended is also the one who ascended, Jesus, far above all the heavens that he might fill all things. He himself gave some to be apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the service or of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, and the cunning craftiness and deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love that we grow up in all things into Him who is the head Christ. Verse 16, from whom the whole body joined and knit together. The Amplified says, closely knitted. From whom the whole body joined and knitted, closely knitted together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working of every part does it share and causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself. How? In love. So, if you, as the Scripture does, if, 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 I'm a ri- if I'm a hand and pops a wrist and leaves an arm, or the, or the, or the, um, forearm. Bi- the forearm, and bicep, the <laughs> forearm, and then Sarah's an elbow, and then Erlene's a bicep, you know, and then on and on through here, all the parts connect together. And he said, when the parts are, are uh, what did I say? Fi- uh, closely knitted. When the parts are where they're supposed to be, then the hand does what it's supposed to be, and the wrist doing its part, and the forearm, and the elbow, and the bicep, and on and on, and all the parts are doing their part, then the body does what it's supposed to do. But when the parts don't flow together, why? Because we don't know each other, you know? Well, you know, 
That hand just thinks he's all pretty. Look at those stupid nails on that hand. Look at it. And the wrist is over here complaining because it, nobody's noticing the wrist. And all they're noticing is the hand and the nails. Well, look at him. And somebody else is, you know, in the, in the body part. Somebody else is the head, you know. And, and they're, you know, part of the brain on the inside. And they're all ticked off at the hair because the hair thinks it's all that. Look at, look at that hair. Look, got it all done up and sprayed. And, you know, mad at the hair because, it, you know, it's not the hair. Nobody's paying attention to the brain. You see, because we don't know each other that's what relationships are for so we know each other notice what notice what this last verse said this last verse here in verse 16 says from whom the whole body closely knitted by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes the growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Great commandment, right? Love God, love people. Great commandment. It's in love that the body expands and the body grows. You can say, this body, this body, everybody, every, you know, the body of Christ around the planet, but God's given us small congregations of people. This isn't the church. I'm the church, you're the church, we're the church. It's a worldwide church. God's building His church. But this is a group of people learning to connect with each other and work with each other in spite of each other so that we can grow up and walk by faith. And when we get out there, we practice in here and we get out there, then we can deal with the ugly people and not get ugly back. So ugly comes at you, you come back ugly, and what have you accomplished? Absolutely nothing. But when ugly comes your way, you've been practicing dealing with self, you shut that thing down, you control yourself, you look past what they're doing and realize the hurt that's in their life, and then all of a sudden you become somebody. And those are the ones you're looking for, see? We're looking for the ones out there. And as you connect with those ones and you bring them in here and they get connected in connect groups centered just around an activity, then things begin to happen. Amen? Some of the some of the uh, some of the groups that we have on a list of possibilities that just so you get an idea of what these connect groups and we'll talk some more about it on another Wednesday night. But uh, say a walking group, uh, a um, a golf group a family activity of some kind, a motorcycle group of guys, uh, a cooking group, a journaling group, dinners for eight. We used to do dinners for eight in this body where, where eight people, you know, it, whether it be four married couples or it be a couple of single people involved in it or whatever, but, but, but eight different people going and just having dinner at a house and whoever the, the lead person of that group is, you have dinners there and you get to know people. You just, you, everybody comes and they bring something and, and, and you, you set the thing up and you play some games or whatever or just sit around and talk and get to know one another. And, and these kind of groups will help to develop relationship. It's not enough just to see people here when you come here and say, hey, but you got to get involved in it with people. Workout groups, volleyball, bowling, uh, Garage sales, book club, hiking, um, game night. Uh, there's, there's one going to the nursing homes. So, something. 
that, that will connect a group of people. And just to give you, just real quickly, just to give you some thoughts along this line, um, what these groups are going to look like, and just be watching for our kickoff time and day when, when that will be. We don't have that set yet. It'll, it'll be in the future, but be watching for it. But these groups will meet once a month, and not three times a month, but once a month. And, you know, we'll do that until we decide that maybe we should do something different, but we're going to meet once a month because we, we don't want with people, with most everybody sitting in here has bu- busy schedules. Would you say yes to that? Okay. Most people have busy schedules. We don't want to just add to your busy schedule, but we want something that you come and connect with people and just around an activity and have a good time once a month and, and develop relationship and get to know people. These, these will last about an hour and a half unless, you know, if there's a golf group going, you, you, you know, you don't have to uh, put your track shoes on and, and hurry up and hit balls real fast so you can get through in an hour and a half. I mean, you know, it takes about two hours to play nine holes of golf. So, so you, you understand what I'm saying. But we don't want these groups to be 30 minutes because that's a waste of time. But we don't want them to be, you know, marathons where people get wore out in it. So about an hour and a half for these, for these groups and these times that we meet. Um, and these groups will consist of people that come here, new visitors that come here, not just members of the church, but anybody that comes here or is visited here, or, or the ones that you are connecting with out there. It's not going to be just anybody and add 10 people every week, you know, from month to month. The, the, there'll be a, a leader in each of the groups, and, and, they'll, and, and the groups will be held to eight people. And when you get eight, and let's say you've, we've got a bowling group, and, and then all of a sudden there's 20 people that want to do it, well, we'll separate that into two or three different groups and just keep adding to them, and the groups will grow. The numbers of groups will grow. And right now we've already got leaders for all these groups, but these groups will go... When, when we start this, they'll go through the end of the year, th- this group, so it's once a month. So, so let's just say we started uh, July 1st. I'm not saying that's a start date. Let's just say we started July 1st, and, and we met in July, then, then there would be, what, what's that, six months, right? That's six? Yeah, six months for the rest of the year. Uh, so it would be six times that you would meet with that group. And, and, and the, you know, the... the, the uh, guidelines for these groups will evolve over time. We're just starting this, and, and so we've got a list of things that we're giving you right now, but we see that things will work better in different ways. We'll do it, but right now we're sticking to what I'm telling you tonight. Um, but there'll be a leader of each group, and those leaders have already been contacted and been through a little bit of training. Uh, and, and as I said, and I just remind you again, the purpose of these connect groups is for relationship and connection to the local body. Because one really good way for someone out there who is your one to get them into church, why, why do you want people in church? Somebody tell me why you want people in church. Yes. Yeah, to get to know God. And, and the reason we're confident about that people, not, not everybody needs to be here, but the right ones need to be here. The, the reason we're confident of that is because we believe in what we have. reason I tell you to go and listen to the Word that we have online, and you can listen to every message since 2009, the reason we tell you that is we believe in what we preach. 
Not that I want you to hear me preach. You know, it's not just me on there. Most of it is, but not, not all of it. But not, not just for you to hear me preach, but I believe in what I preached. And I believe it changes people's lives and it'll renew your mind and change you and cause you to become something that God wants you to be. We believe that. Amen? So that, that's, why, that's why these connect groups are here. It's to connect people to the church, okay? But it's to connect one another in relationship. Amen? So those are just a few of the guidelines that, that I wanted you to know about these connect groups. And, and you know, I, I don't usually take a service to talk about something like this, but this is so important. And it's so important to the future of our body here. And it's so important that the whole body gets it that we're spending a few services to talk about this and to talk about the importance of, of why relationship cannot be ignored. If God says relationship is important, then I'm telling you today, relationships are very, very important. Can you say amen? Man, I went really long. It's a good thing school's out. <clears throat> So, Father, tonight we just thank you for your presence here. I thank you for the revelation of what we shared tonight. So vitally important that we're not just numbers in a place, but that we're individual people and that we develop relationships with other people that have things that we need and other people that have things that, that we, or there's things that we have that other people need. And Lord, I just thank you for the great commission, the great commandment, and that you're teaching us how to love you and how to love people and how to make disciples of the world so that people will love you and they'll follow after you and they'll connect with you and they'll fulfill the purpose and plan that you put them on this earth so people aren't wandering around just trying to figure out what life is about. Tonight, Lord, we honor you, we bless you, we give you all the praise. And everybody said amen, amen. and amen. God bless you tonight.